Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, oh, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey. Um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm gonna go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Welcome everybody to We Are Weezer episode 20. Today is a very special episode and we're going to be talking about Weezer's most interesting bassist, Matt Sharp. Um, This is Rachel. And this is Amy. And we are Weezer. Welcome. Yay. I'm freaking out because I just went to go watch Rivers Cuomo play a his, I think it's his second solo show, Acoustic. It was really fun and amazing. I'm so jealous. Tell me all about it. Well, I was stupid and I, I didn't get to get the tickets from the actual venue for the actual price, um, which is unfortunate because they were a really good price. It was at this place called the Hi-Hat in Highland Park. And it says Los Angeles, but really it's, it's, it's Highland Park. It's kind of this up and coming, quote unquote, hipster neighborhood. It's near where the relationship played last time I saw them at the bootleg. Oh, okay. Um, it's on York Avenue and it's really funny because I was driving there and I'm like, oh, this everything looks so familiar here. Well, my friends just got married at this place across the street. So oh, well, I had literally <laughs> been in the same neighborhood not that long ago. Yeah, it was interesting because it's raining here in Los Angeles and it took me a long time to get there. So I was late to the show and I'm walking with my hood on and covering my purse and like these joggers just go jogging by in the rain (laughs) which just would never happen where I live but yeah you know I don't know it was just funny so the show I missed the beginning I heard I missed a couple covers he did covers of the Pixies and Oasis Wonder Wonderwall wait I'm tripping I'm I don't know, or maybe it was, that's what it was. It was Champagne Supernova. I'm like, <laughs> what is it? I know it's a really popular one. That was amazing. I took a video. I'll show it to you. Um, from what I remember, he did Why Bother, Pink Triangle, Good Life, Sweater Song, Fallen for You, which is really good and and cool. Um, L.A. Girls, which I loved so much. Uh, I got uh, I got literal chills during L.A. Girls. I don't Aww. I don't know why, but they're they're something about that song. I like sometimes gets me, and mm-hmm. he the way he played it and the way he was singing. I just and I could tell everyone else kind of felt the same way there was really good energy in the in the joint and yeah. um it was funny well so 
I don't know if I said it yet on here or not, but I was literally behind the tallest person in the world and (laughs) the guy with the biggest hat in the world. And so I'm like leaning to the right um, and tilting my head backwards and standing on my tiptoes half the time just so I could like see his face the whole time. I don't mind being in the back, but I really want to be able to see the face. Otherwise, like, what am I doing there? I can't even see him. So um, I might have invaded the guy's personal space next to me, but he, uh, the guy next to me was uh, really cute because he was like freaking out during every song and really excited and just like, oh my God, this is like happening right now. And, and I was like, yes, it is. And it is great. And that's awesome. Uh, he was, you know, letting it out, the excitement. I get that way too, but I kind of keep it more on the inside, I guess. It was really fun though. I, I had, it was a great venue, small, wasn't crowded or it, it just, I don't know that I wish that all concerts would be in places like that. Small and yeah. intimate and um, comfortable. And I don't know. It just, it's a, it's to me, it's a lot more enjoyable of an experience when it's a smaller place like that. And Agreed. he totally had like, he was having a blast. I think he was very happy. And he said he had that we had no idea how much fun this was. Jake Sinclair was there and his audio engineer person was there. He thanked Brian or he gave Brian cred for LA girls and lots of fan club peeps. Uh, shout out to the fan club because they were all there. And um, I always love, uh, who did I meet for the first time tonight? Tony. Shout out to Tony. I saw John. I don't, I didn't get to see Cherry. And there's other people that I, that I remember, but I can't remember names right now. Do we know why he's doing these shows? And are you going to play one in Texas Rivers? I would love, <laughs> I would love for that to happen. Just, just saying. He said that he, to keep an eye peeled out again uh, during summer. So huh. I think that means that he is going to continue at least. I, I think it might be like just like a pop-up type of deal. Like when he yeah. can and it's convenient because he had merch. Um it looks like a little, like a baseball, like a retro baseball tee. And it said Rivers in the front and Cuomo on the back. And I didn't have cash. Uh, oh. So I didn't get it. But uh, maybe next time. I, I think that that meant he was going to come back. That would be awesome. Um, it would. I wish Weezer I would, would play more that. small shows like that. I know. I know. It's of the big shows. Let's just go on a cruise and that way we can just all hang out and be BFFs. And also- What if they're gearing up for an announcement of like a cruise? That would be cool. That would be awesome. I would go to that this time. I would too. That would be really fun to go on then with you guys. we could take the show on the road oh or my on God. the boat. That would be so fun. Could be the best. Uh, now, I'm da- now I'm daydreaming. I know, right? 
of something that's probably not going to happen. No. (laughs) Whatever. One can hope. I was also keeping my eyes peeled in case Scott or Brian or Pat was there, but I didn't see them. And um, I wanted to recognize someone, but I didn't. I didn't. So Mm. what are you going to do? Maybe not next even time. not even Jake. I I just realized that I don't have his face memorized. So even if I did see him, wouldn't have recognized him. <laughs> oh well. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome and a really great show. And I got some. He did say it ain't so. Everyone was freaking out. I'm pretty sure everyone freaked out at say it ain't so. And then he did an encore of the Pixies. Where is my mind? And huh. that was it. That's awesome. It, it was good times. Had by all. I'm super jealous I wasn't there for that. I hope he comes to Texas for you because that would be really I, cool. I know. Come on, Rivers. It's okay. We're pretty great here. Do a, do a GoFundMe. Bring Rivers Cuomo to <laughs> Texas. Oh, I, I'll I'll do that or right something. now. <laughs> I'll start that right now. Um, do it. Well, so I uh, that's all I got, which I think is good. I I wish I had more to say. I'll have to collect my thoughts and give a full report. Oh, Queens of the Stone Age. It was fun. It was good. I danced. Oh, I bet. And they put on a good show, and oh, nobody got hurt. Oh, good. Nobody get kicked in the face. No, no oh, mention fantastic. of it. We just kind of rolled on over it. So it's all That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. How was the thing? The yeah. thing was very ugly. And I never want to go to Antarctica ever, <laughs> ever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no. Did they get away and kill it at the end, right? Um, well, you don't actually know. Because it ends with spoilers. Spoiler <laughs> alert for the thing. <laughs> Which was released in like 1960. 1980. 1980. Oh, really? Yeah, I this is the one older. with, um, is it Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell, yeah. Is there one before that one? That's the original, isn't it? I think so. I just am way off. Yeah. I'm bad with time, apparently. That's okay. And uh, so you don't know if they get away? No, because like and, and you don't know if like, because there's two guys at the end and you're like, is one of them the thing? Like, you don't know. And then like the movie just you ends can't. and you're like left with this super unsettling feeling. And I was like, what did I just watch? Like, I can't go to sleep. Now I need something like happy or something. Yeah. Like, the balance. I hate that so much. Oh, Ugh. it was good though. What movie did I watch where... They did that, and you don't know. It was this horrible, horribly sad, freaky movie um, with, I want to say it was Isla Fisher, the redhead, redhead that's married to Borat, I believe, where she's a writer. He's a writer. Hmm. Brian, not Reynolds. Ryan Redford? No, it's Robert Redford. <laughs> Mm. No, Gosling. Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Okay. And like he, she cheats on him. Anyway. Huh. 
horrible, horrible movie. Then you get to the end and you don't know what happens and they just cut it off like that. And you're like, why? Yeah. I need to know. Give me some closure. And movies don't do that though. Some don't. And then also recently I watched another scary movie. It was called Get Out. It's that oh, new. Oh, me too. You did? Yes. What did you think? It was um, amazing and freaky on so many did you, levels. When, at what point did you catch on? Or at what point did you figure out what was happening? Um, I, I knew something was happening almost from the get-go. And then especially when they had the garden party. Um, I, I knew for sure then, um, but like before then, uh, especially with the, um, the, I guess she was like the maid or something. And like the landscaper, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is not right. Not right at all. Something weird. Something weird. Uh, I like that they also threw in the friend who was like the comedy comedic relief. He was great. He helped keep it not boring, I guess. Yeah. And he was really funny. Yeah. Um, But I could see it. I could see it coming. And then once I figured it out, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. creepy, super creepy. But I think the kicker for me was the that the girlfriend is like the worst one. Yes. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, the girlfriend is like the worst mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Because I thought maybe she was innocent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it was just the parents. I don't know. Yeah. Now I knew the brother was like a complete nut job. Yeah. That actor played a good weirdo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, And the thing that really got me because like, in a horror movie, there's never really, or a scary movie, you don't really get like, well, some do. You, you get that like relief that something, it, it's over or um, you can relax. In this movie, I mm-hmm. didn't really get that until like the very, very last scene the last, of the movie. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> again, spoilers. <laughs> um. When you see the cop car roll up, I was like, oh no, of course this is happening. This looks horrible. Oh my a dirty, God. Yeah. I was like, a dirty cop is going to come out uh-huh. and yeah. it's on and he's going to be like, no. And then they're going to end it. Yeah. That's how, that's how I thought, but I'm happy it didn't, um, it didn't end that way. It made me feel so much like, I don't know. Like, oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> I can finally relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I seriously was having a, a, my husband was like, oh, did you not like it? Because he wasn't paying attention really. And then at the end, I was just kind of sitting there and I was trying to find something funny Mm -hmm. to watch. And um, I was like, are you kidding me? I I just had a heart attack for like two hours. (laughs) Like, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was watching that with my partner. Him and I both sat there for like a good like five minutes, just kind of like trying to process everything that we had just seen. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> OMG. Uh, but it was really good. And Jordan Peele, the one uh, from Key and Peele, mm-hmm. he directed and wrote it. 
Did he produce it? No. But he, I didn't know he directed yeah, it. Yeah, he directed it. He directed it and wrote it. He actually got an Oscar nomination for Best Director. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he won um, the Oscar for Best Screen Screenplay. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, which I love, Kim Peel. By the way, yeah. um, what's the name of that movie with the cat that was really cute? Oh yeah, and yeah, funny? yeah. Um, Oh, it was dumb. Oh, the cat's like a gangster. I forget, but it was funny. It's like a stoner movie. Oh, yeah. I'll figure it out and put it on the show notes. But so that guy and also the like they're they're funny. Now that you say that though, like the creepy the creepiness of the whole thing is very him. Oh yeah. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. And uh, now that, you know, and the funny and the, the com, the comedic relief makes sense now too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They did a very good job. I thought with like the, the timing of the movie was so well done. I thought like it had a nice balance of like the comedy with like the horror. Um, I, I thought it was. Um, Without being like gross yeah. or. Yeah. And it wasn't very gruesome. It was definitely like a, a thriller, I would say. Yes. Rather than horror. Yes. Like a psychological thriller. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is like my favorite. Yeah. I love. A little ode to uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes. I would say. Type of situation. Uh-huh. So if you like that vibe of a movie, that's what that is. That was good. Slash Rosemary's Baby slash... Yeah. What else? Yeah. Anything else? Other things. Yeah. Other things yeah. in that, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's the movie podcast with Rachel and Amy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Good night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we better get this show on the road because it's been uh, 15 minutes. I know. So. And it's episode 20, which is a very special episode. Uh, a very special Matthew Kelly Sharp episode, 2020. Uh, let's take a little breaky and we will be back with some Matt action Woo. in your face. the first bassist of Weezer, and as Rachel said, probably the most interesting. His full name, he was born Matthew Kelly Sharp, and he goes by Matt. He is American, but apparently he was born in Bangkok, Thailand. He was born on September 22nd, 1969, and was originally, he, he says he's originally from Arlington, Virginia. He is a musician and songwriter since 1989. And he plays the bass guitar, guitar, synthesizer, and drums. Hmm. That's a lot of things. And I'm sure that he plays more than that, but uh, that's all they 
Well, those are all the instruments that they have listed on uh, Weezerpedia and Wikipedia. That covers a lot. I bet he plays piano too. We'll just yes. say piano. And piano. All types of keyed, in- keyed and t- string instruments, as well as <laughs> percussions. I don't, percussion? Yeah. That's <laughs> the it's plural of that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Matt and his family moved to Virginia, uh, like Amy said, in 1970 when he was one years old, one year old. Um, and at the age of nine, he purchased his first single, a 45 RPM. That is a record of the song Le Freak by Chic. Le Freak? <laughs> Say Chic. Say Chic. I can't believe that. That that was his That's first uh, choice of, like, I need to buy this. this I need this today. Um, Matt went to Washington Lee High School, and apparently he was in the audiovisual club, whatever that means. Does that mean you get to record movies or music Maybe. or both? Or they Maybe do they all the AVs. All of that? Maybe. Sounds Audio and me. visual things? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was 14, Matt got into heavy metal and punk music. And I guess he even started his own band called Wreckage. Wreckage. So metal. Um, I love it. (laughs) Uh, When he was 16, so 1985, Matt moved to San Diego. Now, that's really young to be moving places by yourself. Yeah. So to do that, even though it's 1985, I still think that takes some cojones. So... That right there would kind of tell you a little bit about Matt's personality, I think. Because not yeah. everybody is going to just be like later Arlington at 16 and go all the way across the states or whatever, yeah. some states to uh, San Diego. But very nice, play- nice choice. And let's see, four years later, when he's 20, I guess he started a goth band named Click. Which that band only lasted a little bit under a year. And (laughs) I guess it was soon after that went down that he met Pat, Patrick Wilson. And they were in a band together called 60 Wrong Sausages. And I keep meaning to look that up and listen to it, but it's not on Spotify. So, huh. I wonder what kind, because he was in a a metal and punk band named Wreckage, and then another band, a goth band named Click. So I wonder what kind of band 60 Wrong Sausages was. Uh, well, I feel like it would the, be like a psychedelic. It was the 90s, or, so I'm going to say maybe grunge, or maybe it was like <laughs> regular rock. Maybe. I don't know. The name doesn't help you. No. It's not Wreckage, that's for sure. Like Wreckage says what it is and so does click and so does click (laughs) uh click click is spelled fyi with a it's got okay so if anybody hears things falling in in my house it's because my kitten is just running all over the place so i'm sorry (laughs) for all that noise 
Um, shout out to the new sound guy. Woo! Hi, Christopher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christopher. Sorry about the cats. Um, so, <laughs> um, click is spelled C-L-I-Q-U-E. I think that's important for a goth band. Oh, yes. Not click, like C-L-I-C-K. No. Not that. No. Of course it's got to be um, the other one. We need to figure out six wrong sausages. Yeah. For well, sure. Well, it sounds... I don't know. That's... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My mind goes to I, a bad place when I hear that. So... Yeah, same. Same. I'm 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, good. Um, I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, around the same time... Pat, our Pat Wilson was also in a band with our Rivers Cuomo named Fuzz. Also don't know what kind of band that was. <laughs> Dying to know. In need of an eight-track player. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. This is this is this this is a rumor. <laughs> cannot cannot prove anything. I don't know. Um, Pat convinced Matt to move into the same apartment. He and Rivers were sharing. Because they and needed Matt's eight, eight track, track player, player. Which seems and they didn't a have little one. excessive. Yeah. And could you not go down to like a store and buy an eight track player? <laughs> no, we've got to force someone to live with us because he has one. And how bad do you really I mean, need it, it that bad? It was the eighties. Or no, that's the nineties at that yes, point. We're in ninety one. The nineties were mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. So there you Whatevs. go. Um so at this point, Matt was a telemarketer, which I would have loved to have gotten a phone call from him. I wonder what he sold. Like I, I wonder what he sold too. I don't even remember what telemarketers sold back then. Mm. Now, I don't know. Also, Matt uh, has always loved guitar distortion and that heavy metal sound. But as we know, he was very much obsessed with the Mog. Moog. 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 Matt, dang it. I always say it wrong. <laughs> Um, so I didn't discover Moog rock until um, I started listening to the rentals. Oh, really? Yeah, because I didn't know what that was. I didn't know it had a name. And thusly, I have bought a record. Um, it's Moog rock, but with to to like classical songs. They've taken classical songs, like classical music, like Bach and Beethoven, and synthesized it. Uh, and played it on the Moog. And yeah, Fun. and it's weird. The Moog is um, a special instrument. Um, yes. It has a, a, a different sound than other. It's like not, it's a keyboard, but not. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like computer synthesizer. It's actually like a whole thing. Like a, yeah. it looks like a keyboard, but it's both. And uh, they're popular. Pretty awesome. So he was obsessed with the Moog. And in the summer of 1991, Matt moved north to Berkeley to pursue what Carl Koch, the great Carl Koch, shout out, called some sort of symphonic keyboard sequencing machine. <laughs> that sounds like they're going to go time travel or something or go back to the future. I wonder if that um, was Click <laughs> or if it was something I else. I wonder. Who knows? We'll have to clarify that one. Yeah. Um, and in early 1992, Pat, our Pat Wilson showed Matt material from 
his and Rivers Cuomo's 50-song project. Matt liked the material and moved back down to L.A. and joined what would become Weezer, consisting of Rivers, Pat, and Jason Cropper. And now Matt. And now Matt. So who's Jason Cropper? Jason Cropper is uh, Weezer's first guitar player. Okay. So it, um, Weezer was originally Rivers, Pat, Jason on guitar, and Matt on the bass. And I guess okay. they were all living together in Amherst. And um, in 92, all of these dudes were sitting at home all alone on Valentine's Day. And they said, hey, let's, let's jam it out. Let's see what happens. And Alakazam, Alakazoom, Weezer is born. And that's why they call Happy birthday, Weezer. Valentine's Day Weezer Day, which yep, I know we already talked about that, but it's a thing. So, yep. Um, and then the next thing to happen, 1994, uh, Weezer released the Blue Album. We know that uh, Weezer and Matt have been practicing, uh, playing shows in LA, uh, having regular jobs, working hard. They send a demo in. They record the Blue Album in um, New York. They come back. Blue Album is exploding. Buddy Holly, yada, yada. Then in 1995... Well, I guess in 94 uh, is when Matt started the rentals as the lead singer and songwriter. And in 1995, the rentals released Return of the Rentals. I guess it's their their singles, Friends of P and Please Let That Be You, two awesome songs. If you guys haven't heard the rentals, Return of the Rentals album, I highly recommend it. I think it still holds up. I still listen to it. Friends of P is probably the most jamming on the album. Mm -hmm. Please Let That Be You is really good and it gets stuck in my head and sometimes comes back every now and again. After that, they start uh, recording and preparing and in 96 is when they release Pinkerton. So Matt is on the Blue Album and Matt is on Pinkerton and after that, he, he, oh, I'm going into your portion. So t- what happens in February 1998? Matt decided to leave Weezer in order to focus on the rentals. Oh. Which is a bummer, but apparently it was amicable and mutual decision between himself and the band, which I'm kind of bummed at. But also, as somebody whose first real Weezer experience was the Green Album, like, I got Mikey, so I'm a little biased on, on my Mikey. Really? Um, I mean, he's, he's the, the first one I heard, right? He was the one that I knew of. Um, but, like, it's still sad that Matt left because he's the one I think everybody knows the most about or is next to Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like you think of Scott and then Matt. Y- yes. If not Matt and then Correct. Scott. Like you're not really thinking about Mikey 
Really? Yeah. But I do. Because I'm a rebel. <laughs> I do too. He looks <laughs> like a character for sure. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And in 1998, on the Meet the Deedle soundtrack, he co-produced and did some background vocals on Homie. So, a song called Homie. No. It's a song called no. American Girls by the band Homie. And oh. it Homie is the is Rivers and Matt together in one. I didn't put that in there. But um they only did one song together ever. Oh. I believe. That's a bummer. I haven't heard it. Uh I I'll oh. find it. Well I will find you, homie. I take that back. Um so I yeah. Meet the Deals. Who is I, I vaguely remember Meet the Deedles. I have no idea what the heck Meet the Deedles is at all. I vaguely remember that. Um, I think my friend may have had the soundtrack. Because we were in junior, I was in junior high at this time. Well then. To date myself. Well then you've probably heard the song. I probably have heard the song before I knew Weezer was <laughs> awesome. Um, and Matt Sharp was awesome. He is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So after the song on Meet the Deedles in 1999, uh, the Rentals released Seven More Minutes, which was their second album. Now, something I found really interesting on that is that I'm like blown away by the contributors on this uh, album. We've got Damon Albarn from Blur and the Gorillas, two of my favorite bands. Uh, Donna Matthews from Elastica. You know Elastica, don't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, they did that song Connection, which is, if you guys yeah. haven't heard it, check it out. It's very 90s. It's uh, there's Grunting, so obviously I like it. Um, <laughs> Mikey Brennell of Lush, also a 90s band. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of them, Amy? I have not heard of Lush. Have you heard of that song that goes, um, it's called Lady Killers. And it's like, oh, you, you're such a lady killer. Something, something, something. Nope. Okay. No idea. That's Lush. Uh, I'll put oh. links to it in the show notes. <laughs> and Tim Wheeler of Ash. Now, do you know, have you heard of Ash? I, I know Ash. I love Ash. I saw them live a lot, I think. Uh, but I was obsessed with them for a brief moment. As well. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool that all of these people that he met because they were all popular during that same time. Yeah. As the Blue Album and Pinkerton and yada yada. He like got to collab with them on on that album. I thought that was cool. Uh I know we've talked about this before, but people might not know. Maya Rudolph uh, from Saturday Night Live was a member of the touring version of the band when they were touring for so cool. seven more minutes. I know, right? Who could who like, could who would have thought? That makes me love her more. Why? I absolutely love her more. Yeah. Why? Oh, I mean, like, she's hilarious and she's beautiful, but 
like to have this other thing, like a connection to a band that I love. It's like, could you get any better? <laughs> I don't think so. Maya, you, you keep doing great. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. I think it's really interesting and awesome when people are multi-talented like that, like being able to transition from comedy to music is definitely oh, yeah. an interesting combo. I mean, people do it, but it's usually like Broadway or different types of performance, not necessarily Saturday Night Live and playing in a band, you know? Right? <laughs> that's like, awesome, though. That's Yeah. So they're touring. Yeah, so they're touring, and Matt and Rivers Cuomo co-wrote a track called My Head is in the Sun. Oh, wait, no, that's an entire album, right? No, that's a uh, track no. from oh. Seven More Minutes. Oh, it's a track from Seven More yes. Minutes. Um, and Seven More Minutes sold a lot less than Return of the Rentals, and the band eventually decided to go on a hiatus late in 1999. And that same year, Matt moved to a small town in Tennessee named Leaper's Fork, I think, Leaper's Fork. About an hour outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and began working or recording while living there. In an interview with MTV News, Matt said he was trying to disconnect and cut all ties to the music world. And then he went on. Tennessee's beautiful. Tennessee is like that. Why would you move out an hour outside of Nashville to disconnect from the music world? That's what I was going to just say. I mean, that's like music. Central over there. Right? So, I don't know. So that that's 1999. So in 2002, apparently he decided to reconnect and went on an acoustic tour in the fall with former cake guitarist Greg Brown. I love me some cake. Yeah. And a long jacket. Jacket. What else did they do? Uh... I'm going the distance. Oh, yes. Going for speed. She's all alone. All alone. All alone. Of all alone in a time. Of I could see I could totally see Matt with that band too. Like that to me makes right? like good sense. Um They're so quirky. Yeah. It's, yeah, and he seems quirky too. So it's like a good I think it's a good match. Yeah. Um well. We have some bad news happening in April of 2002. Apparently, Matt filed a lawsuit against Weezer saying that he was owed some money uh, for co-writing Undone, the sweater song. Um, they, he said that he owed or that he was due 25% interest uh, for the first nine tracks of Pinkerton uh, that, he wasn't, that he didn't get credit like he should have. Um, he also said that during that time, he was handling most of Weezer's business, um, like hiring staff, accountants, attorneys, helping get the band going on their record deal, according to Weezer biography, River's Edge, which I own, but it's in storage, so I couldn't look it up myself in the book. It said that the lawsuit... Uh, stated that Rivers was going to ask Matt 
to appear in the music video for Island in the Sun, um, Amy, but <laughs> he changed his mind. Then I guess Matt also added on charges of breach of fiduciary duty, legal malpractice, dissolution of partnership, and declaratory relief. That is a lot of legal jargon. What is breach of food, fiduciary, fiduciary duty? I don't. It all sounds bad. Uh, yeah, I know what a breach is, but I know you know everything else makes sense. I don't know what the the duty would be. Quick Google. <laughs> uh, fiduciary. A fiduciary is a person who holds a legal or ethical relationship of trust with one or more. Other parties. Typically, a fiduciary prudently takes care of money or other assets for another person. Oh. So I guess he was the accountant for Weezer. So he, the breach of the duty was, I just said, <laughs> sorry, swell. <laughs> mm. So it was his duty, I guess. Maybe they didn't. They did something weird and didn't talk to him about it, or I don't know. It seems so weird. I don't know. Seems like a weird charge. So when Matt was asked about, you know, what the future is between him and Weezer, uh, he said that he hadn't listened to any of their music since he left. Then he also said, if the albums were. Bad, they'd probably be just as bad as if I was if I was there. So that's kind of classy. Yeah, I mean, in in Matt's way. Um, what was the result of the lawsuits? Do we know? Oh, that was settled out of court. So it seems like he was like, "Hey, this is jacked up. Uh, I'm suing you." And then they were like, "I'm all jacked up." Over you. And so we'll settle <laughs> out of court. I don't know. Um, nerd alert. Sorry. <laughs> I think that he was like, I'm suing you. You're, you're, you screwed me over. And they're like, no, no, no. It's, don't worry about it, Matt. Here's like $50,000. Let's call it a day. It was probably more. I than hope that. it was more than that. <laughs> um, they're so rich. Probably way more they have than a, that. They have a jet. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they gave him more than that, or at least rights to the. Do musicians get royalties? Right. So. I assume so. So, like, he's still getting stuff from Weezer, probably. I would hope. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah. what it was. He's like, you're not even giving me credit. I deserve credit and royalties for Pinkerton. Give it to me now. Don't give it to me later. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well. What happened after that? After. F oh, at, well, after four years, Matt returned in late 2003 to the music scene with an EP entitled Puckets, Puckets versus the Country Boy. <laughs> Puckets and the, oh, Puckets and the Country Boy. I'm so sorry. Uh, were the two restaurants where Matt ate at when he lived in Tennessee and the name comes from being indecisive and having to choose one or the other. I can relate to that every time when I go to a restaurant. 
also in 2003, Matt made a film appearance in a movie by his friend in the band Ash, where he plays the part of God in a surreal sequence in the film Slashed. Have you seen that movie? I don't think that sucker was ever released. Bummer. And I should have left that in, but I took it out. Oh, it, well, never, it, it never saw the light of day, so I don't know if anybody... I can't imagine why. <laughs> Sounds like a real winner. <laughs> right? So Matt continued to tour in 2004 and 2005 with the band Golden Boy and released a solo album. In February of 2004, Matt was joined by Weezer vocalist Rivers Cuomo at a show in California State University of Fullerton. And I want to say real quick about Matt's solo stuff because he has a small EP and then a full-length solo mm-hmm. album. They're very different than like the rentals. Mm-hmm. They're they're very stripped down, very uh, acoustic, no synthesizers. So just if you're going to go into listening to it, just be prepared for something a little less well, what you would expect. Yeah, it's totally different. I really actually... Liked it, but I was listening to it at work, which is like a good environment to listen to. Oh, that, that would be really great to listen to that. You too. don't have to actually listen, you can just have it on, and it's like not hurting your ears uh-huh. while you're trying to do something, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. But I, and so we were kind of chit chatting before the show about um, that album, and you were saying that you may have listened to it in like the, at the wrong time. Yeah. So try that. Yeah. I will. I will. Absolutely. Uh, okay. We talked about Fuller, Fullerton. So Matt and Rivs, um, they played four songs together at Cal State University of Fullerton. Fullerton is like Southern California. I, I think I've been there. I don't know. I feel like it's between LA and San Diego. Maybe like right, right in hmm. there. Fullerton. Um, they played Mrs. Young. Time Song, Say It Ain't So, and Undone. And I wish I could have seen that. That would have been cool. Right. Matt said at that show that they would be working on a collaborative record together um, where Time Song would actually be on that, that record. But then he said later on his website that they had come up with 15 or 16 new song ideas. And they were going to call the album, oh no, they they came up with like a bunch of songs for the new album, but then it's probably not going to happen. And he called it uh, his and River's special brand of dysfunctionality, which is (laughs) the perfect um, (laughs) statement for that. So uh, (laughs) that never happened. We uh, never got that collaborative yeah. record, but maybe I, sometime later. I don't know. Maybe. That'd be cool. Who knows? I need to look those up maybe. and try to, try to hear Time Song. If anybody has... Maybe we can huh? Maybe we can start a petition so that they finish that it. That would be cool. A GoFundMe. Right? Me Let's do it. For them. Yeah. Be like, we will pay you guys $50. Amy and Rachel have contributed $50 to get this. The GoFundMe. 
<laughs> to get this uh, 15 or 16 new songs. Yep. Time song. I'm gonna, I want to hear it. Time song. So after this album that didn't happen, Matt appeared on Tegan and Sarah's 2004 album. Uh, if you haven't heard of Tegan and Sarah, they are a indie... I, I would call them like an indie duo. Mm-hmm. Um, they are... Aren't they twin sisters? I have no idea. I know they're sisters. Are they? Um, I didn't even know that. I, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I want to say they're twin sisters. They're just a little indie band. He actually continued to work with the band on their next album, The Con, which was released in 2007. Later appeared at a Tegan and Sarah concert in 2008 to play the bass. Uh, I think he covered or toured with them for that album. I don't remember. Uh, but he played a cover of Weezer's Tired of Sex. I really want to Which I think hear is that. hilarious. I would love to hear that. I'm going to try to find it. I bet it. we can find it. I want to try to find it for sure. That was like the one thing on here that I was like, I need to see this. I want to watch them cover if that with Matt it, playing the bass. If we find it, can we put it on our show yeah. notes? If ha. anybody knows, please just email it to us. Yeah. In 2005, Matt reformed the rental six years after the release of Seven More Minutes. After a slow period in 2005, Matt didn't know what to do and thought about rejoining Weezer. Finally, he decided to re-reform the rentals after six years. And they released their... Last Little Life. Next EP, Last Little Life, in August or August 14th of 2007. That, I listened to Last Little Life, say that 10 times fast, on the way home uh, from the show tonight. And I kind of skipped around that one and, and Lost in Alphaville. And it was good. Very rental Z. <laughs> the lineup of the reformed band was a little bit different. Uh, so this one had Rachel Hayden on bass and vocals, Sarah Radel vocals and other stuff, Ben Pringle from Nerf Herder on synth, Lauren Chipman on uh, viola synth vocals, and Dan Joe Wright on drums. Now, I don't, the only name that I recognize from the rentals I know is Rachel Hayden. So all of these mm -hmm. other people are new rentals to me. But that's cool that the guy from Nerf Herder came on. And yeah, I think I read also that Sarah Radel has a podcast or something. I'll have to look that up. And I don't know about Lauren Chipman or Dan Joe Wright. Hmm. I, I don't know so about any of but, them. You know, um, I think that the Rentals is kind of one of those bands like Queens of the Stone Age, or as long as you have like the feel and the vibe going, it's gonna conti it'll continue just fine to be what they are. Oh yeah, um, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. 
Uh, da, 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 the rentals toured North America in the summer of 2006 and seven. With these tours being notable, they featured a version of I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams, which is the Weezer B-side, where Rachel Hayden sang lead and Matt played the bass. So apparently they covered it. That's cool. In 2009, the rentals released Songs About Time. In 2010, Matt and the rentals went on another little breaky. How many breaks are they going to get? So many breaks. Jeez. Um, so that same year in 2010, Matt sold most of his equipment from his Weezer and the Rentals days on eBay. Why did I not know about that? Mm. I'm mad at myself. It was, it was only eight years ago. I know. <laughs> but why did I know about that eight years ago? I don't know. You're not like Ugh. trolling eBay for uh, Matt Sharp equipment? No. <laughs> I should be though, because they would have had like Get Weezer on top stuff, of that, which would be baby. awesome. Oh, I'm a sucker. <laughs> in November of 2010, Rivers mentioned in an interview with Spin Magazine that the idea came up of having Matt rejoin the band for their Memories tour, in which they played the Blue Album and Pinkerton. That would have been awesome. Would that? I think everybody would have lost their shit. Can I say yes, that? I just. Did. I think you are correct. Like if Matt Sharp came out. Everybody would have lost and their And I would have been, like, could you imagine having two bases on some of those songs? That would be amazing. I know, right? Like, my head would explode. That would be amazing. However, Rivers said, I think we left that idea behind pretty early on. I don't remember. I wasn't involved in the decision or the discussion, so I don't know what the issues were. He wasn't meaning he wasn't involved in the discussion of Matt coming back to play on that tour. That's what it sounds like. I wonder like. who was talking about it then. I wonder if it was like Matt and Carl or Matt and the summit whose idea that was, if Rivers didn't even really know about it. Yeah. It would have been awesome though. Yeah. At least, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe they thought. We don't want to hurt Scott's feelings. Like Scott's our our guy. I don't know. Yeah. In 2011, the rentals release Resilience, a benefit album for the relief effort in Japan. And then in 2014, the rentals put out Lost in Alphaville, which is their most recent album. Mm-hmm. 2014. And also featured Pat Carney on the drums from the Black Keys. La, la, la. <laughs> I like the Black Keys. Random fact about Matt. Yes. He is left-handed, but plays bass right-handed. I think it's super That is super interesting. I can't do anything with my left hand. I'm right-handed, and I can't do anything with my left hand. Oh, I can do... I'm ambidextrous, so I can write and do things with my left hand, but I like to joke and say that my right, my, my left hand is just as terrible as my right hand because <laughs> I have horrible handwriting. So like, because you never favored one, it's like yeah. you couldn't get one down to like do really good job on certain things. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, I think that's cool. So do you always switch off? 
Uh, sometimes. How does your brain like know which hand to use? Because I don't even have to think about it. It's always the right one. Um, I mean, my dominant is my right hand, but sometimes I'll just get tired of doing something with my right hand. and I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll just change it out. That must be nice. I wish I could do that when I'm painting. <laughs> I'll literally come home it. and my right hand will be like swollen because I can't be precise with my left hand. I can do things with, mm. I just can't like trim a wall when I'm trying to be careful. I don't know. Painting mm. talk with Rachel. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was really long time, but that was a lot of stuff that we had to cover. <laughs> we could have really uh, gone, gotten into some crazy detail and all the bands and stuff, but I kind of want to keep the focus on Matt and his yeah. life and his timeline and what he's been up to. And the last thing that we know is that in um, 2014, Life in Alphaville came out and uh, they released a single in 2017. I think now is a good time to take a little breaky. Yeah. We'll come back and have a little chit chat about Elon Musk is making me sad. Let's do it. Elon, send me away, send me away. Elon, send me away. Elon, tell me I'm Welcome back, everybody. We are going to spend the last part of the show talking about a new track by The Rentals called Elon Musk is Making Me Sad that was released in 2017. It's about a modern, or it is a modern fable about two middle-class boys who embarked on a competition that would last a lifetime. And... Matt wrote a letter on the Rentals website. Rachel, why don't you go ahead and read it? Okay, here we go. Good morning, sweet friends. Matt here. This is a pretty nice day. I am here to say a quick hello. Hello to announce that I am currently working on the Rentals fourth official album title, TBA. Um, The new record is a collaboration between myself, Nick Zinner, and Dave Friedman. With a little help from a makeshift choir of incredible singers that I affectionately like to refer to as the Gentle Assassins. Ooh. Tomorrow, we are self-releasing the single, Elon Musk is Making Me Sad. This is the first song that Nick and I recorded together, but in an odd bit of inversion, it will likely end up as the last track on what should prove to be a genuinely twisted collection of interstellar lullabies and science fiction fables. Love it. Um, Elon was mixed by Dave and Matt Estep, then mastered by our man from Alphaville, Ryan Smith at Sterling Sound. Earlier this morning, Wired Magazine premiered the single, and at midnight tonight, it should be available everywhere through all the usual mainstream digital outlets. The actual release date of the full length will depend a bit on the oscillating schedules of Mr. Zinner, Mr. Friedman, and all those lovely assassins. But we are hoping to have it ready for release somewhere in the first half of 2018. 
by any measure, we are still in the early stages of the album's production, but I thought we should share Elon with you right away, regardless of whatever the album's eventual release date might be. So right from its inception, in the earliest sketches of the lyrics and melodies, there was also there was always an urgency to share this particular song with everyone at the very first possible chance that was available to us. Thanks to Nick, Dave, Matt, Ryan, Brandon at The Syndicate, Pete at Bank Robber Music, Wired Magazine, and many others, that time is now. So without further ado, with love and urgency, may we present to you, Elon Musk is making me sad. Um, that is the letter from Matt on www.therentals.com. And give us the stats, Amy, before we go into the sucker. Absolutely. If you want to get in touch with The Rentals, you can check them out at The Rentals, like the at sign, The Rentals, on Instagram. They have a Facebook page. I think they have a Twitter. I'm not sure about that one. But it's at The Rentals. The song stats are... Um, the group is The Rentals. The song title is Elon Musk is Making Me Sad, featuring Matt Sharp, Nick Zinner, and The Gentle Assassins. I love mm-hmm. that name. Mixing was Dave Friedman and Matt Estep. Mastering was Ryan Smith at Sterling, Studio, or Sterling Sound. The length is six minutes and 55 seconds. That's a long song. That's like borderline That's like two Weezer songs. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The label the label is The Rentals Incorporated. So, I'm guessing this self-produced. is just self-produced. Self-produced, yeah. which is awesome. Publishing is Room 54 Music, BMI, Rough Trade Publishing, Bank Robber Music. Publicity is Brendan Burke at The Syndicate. So we're going to play a little clip of the song and then we'll come back. Let me tell you the tale about a rivalry. Grab an eagle number two and keep the score There were these two young boys that came from average broken homes With all the luxuries the middle class affords oh, no. what, what are your initial thoughts on, on the song? Sounds like Rivers. Like, is he talking about Rivers? Can I just say that right now? I mean, you you can say whatever you want. And I tend to <laughs> agree with you. And if not Rivers, then maybe just Weezer. And if not that, then I guess anyone else who he feels is doing better than him now. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe he's just like feeling sorry for himself. Maybe. Or maybe he's like referring to another side of himself. But I think it's interesting that he uses 
Elon Musk. Is it the technology thing? Well, okay, so um, <laughs> let's give, okay, we'll give <laughs> a, a little, <laughs> so I'll, I'll try to give a brief synopsis of the lyrics of the song so that you can understand what what we're talking about. Um, there, this is a long song. There are a lot of lyrics. It starts off, let me tell you the tale about a rivalry Grab an eagle number two and keep score. There were these two young boys that came from average broken homes with all the luxuries the middle class affords. Um, So two boys, and he's talking about calculations of their birthdays, keeping score. And then it says, for a second, there's no question. I had the lead in 95. So Mm -hmm. I mismanaged my advantage like a rocket ship, he blasted by to incredible heights, incredible heights. In 1982, so 1995 is when the Rentals' first album came out. Released their... So right. he had the lead, so he was doing well. Mm-hmm. Then somebody, he mismanaged that, and he, someone else, blasted by and continued to be successful. Now, is he talking about Weezer at that time? Did did Weezer go on to be successful? Not immediately after that, but he they did. I mean, they they are yeah. now. I would say. Um, then he goes back to 1982, so he was four. Da da da. And then it says, "Are you keeping score?" Because Elon Elon's making me sad. Calculations, birthdays. It says, oh, Elon, you're making me so sad because the race that I wanted to have was not much of a race, and I tried. And it says, for a second, there's Mm. no question I had the lead, but the small ambitions of a musician, I could not keep my eye on the prize. I watched him fly by to incredible heights. And then when it's time to say goodbye, what will they write on my tombstone? Just that last little line from the Happy Days video. Not so good, Jones. And then what was that line? You looked it up. I did. It was, um, so the the last scene in the video is Al, the restaurant manager at Happy Days. At Happy Days Restaurant. Asks Matt. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I think it's called <laughs> Al's, actually. Oh, how funny. He, he asks Matt, how was the fish today? And Matt said, not so good, Al. And everyone laughs um, hysterically. Well, everybody's walking out, so it's just oh. him and Al. And then Al comes back and kind of mockingly says, not so good, Al, and something else. He makes like a little noise, but not so good, Al. So, and then um, he says, not so good, Jones, in the, in the song. So yeah. I'm thinking that he doesn't want to be remembered as... That like that's the last thing that people are going to remember is him from uh, the Blue Album Buddy Holly video where he's talking about yeah. fish with a I don't know. And Jones, it has to be a reference Correct. to Spike Jones who uh, directed that uh, video, mm-hmm. the Happy Days video, which is if you haven't watched it, it is Weezer's music video for Buddy Holly. Check it out. 
I hope you've seen it because if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this right now, <laughs> I don't know who you are and I need you to stop, go watch it, come back, talk to me tomorrow. Yeah. Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because not knowing all the, everything about everything about the rentals is one thing, but being a Weezer fan and yeah. not having seen the Buddy Holly video is like unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely seen this video. I remember I remember this being one of the first videos I watched just because it was Happy Days and I loved watching Happy Days. Maybe we should tell the kids about Happy Days. Maybe people don't know what Happy Days is anymore. Maybe they don't. Maybe they need to have sad days. Oh. Happy Days. Maybe they need happy hour. For sad days. I forget. Um Happy Monday, days. Tuesday, happy, happy days. days. No, Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Wednesday, happy days. Not the same. I don't know. I went into something, something like, for you. These days are ah, do, 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 do. These happy, happy days. days. Yeah. <laughs> we just butchered like maybe, that song. Maybe that was a song. Was that always a song for a show or was that? Like a song, and then they used it for the show. I wonder. I have no idea. That's way before my time. I I would caught on on reruns. I used to watch reruns of it, but it wasn't really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Happy Days is a show from like I feel like it's from the sixties or seventies, mm-hmm. uh, featuring Scott Bayo, who you may or may not know, and. Uh, Ron Howard, who mm-hmm. went on to be an amazing director of movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I hope you've heard of Ron Howard. Why I can't think of any movies right now. Do you? Uh, now that you're asking me on the spot. Right? But I know um, so many. He's done a very good job. <laughs> and we are really unfortunate that we don't know off the top of our head. We suck, but... We suck. I'm Ron sure Howard, that there's sorry. like 5,000 obvious answers to this question and people are yelling at us from their cars. Did you do Apollo 13? Probably. Sounds good. Armageddon, maybe? He did do Apollo 13 and A Beautiful Mind. I'm cheating, by the way. Okay, I like it. The Dark Tower? Oh, he was a producer for that. Well, he's done a lot of awesome stuff. Well done, Ron Howard. Well done. (laughs) So then in the song, he went to Mars and he wins the race. I I think it's like a combination of him being successful after Weezer, maybe feeling a little bit uh, rejected and, and unsure of himself. And mm-hmm. then kind of like a tortoise in the hare situation where he feels like if he just keeps going forward, he'll, you know, slow and steady, he'll win the race type yeah. of thing. I I like that. Super long song. It is so long. It's got a really good melody. Mm-hmm. It is one thing about Matt's voice is that it stays in one spot. In my personal opinion, his voice doesn't have a large range of tone or or emotion Mm -hmm. and for 
the rentals, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I really, I enjoy in most music is like when you can hear the tone change in their voice and feel mm-hmm. whatever they're feeling. So when someone's voice stays the same, like his does, it's like in this one spot. And maybe it's just a spot that I don't, maybe the the tone where he is or lands, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> but it's- Well, and like for a six minute song, like, hello, you need to change it up. Yeah, like get louder. My attention span, there's a reason why Weezer is my favorite band because they keep it short and sweet. <laughs> and I don't know if like all the other songs are going to be eight, seven minutes, um, but the fact that, what did he call them? Oh, yeah, they're... Um, Where is that sucker? A twisted collection of interstellar lullabies and science fiction fables. I mean, that's... I'm I'm in. I'm down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Elon Musk is actually a, a very easy to listen to song. It's very melodic and chill and has a, a lot of, you know, it's got great vocals, but his voice just kind of stays in the middle. That's something that I noticed like right away and it kind of distracts me personally, but... Mm-hmm. I can't say it's a bad song. It's a good song. So yeah, in in the same realm. I don't know. What do you think, Amy? Um. Well, I think if they're going to do some like sci-fi Odyssey album, I'm on board. Like I love, I love things like that. I'm a huge fan of sci-fi, and I um. Part of me thinks that this song. Like half of it is just like things that he came up with. And then the other half is like semi-autobiographical mm-hmm. um, just because of that whole like the whatever the lullabies, uh, sci-fi things that he mentioned in his letter. Um, well, and we know that they like the space thing, right? Because they were going to do oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, from Black Hole or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I I am looking forward to that. Um, I enjoyed the re- the return of the rentals. I enjoyed the follow up, and I remember listening to Alphaville. So I, I if I'm ready for this, and maybe they'll tour because I would love to see them. Yeah, that would be really fun. I would like to see them too. They better tour. They better. Uh, what, so what are your thoughts on Matt Sharp? Just like in general? I think he's a very interesting fellow. Um, like he's, he seems like he would be a fun person to like spend a day with. Like, I think that would be like the funnest thing and just see what happens. Um, cause you never know. And like listening to the music that he creates, it's just like, so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like with his solo stuff and with the rentals and with Weezer, it's just a little bit of everything. I, I, don't, I don't know who the real Matt Sharp is yet. I don't think we've seen him. I think he's just a character that he plays. I for sure remember him being a character early Weezer. Um, and I, I remember seeing him and being like, 
he's got a lot of energy, uh, that guy. And I think in my personal opinion, one of the reasons that they didn't get along is because he couldn't be not not Rivers. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't stand there and watch Rivers do that job and support him. He wanted to be that guy. And but at the same time, Blue Album and Pinkerton, Weezer would not be Weezer, period, at all without Matt Sharp. So it's like we have to thank him for being there. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Weezer in the first place in this fashion that we know. And we wouldn't have our two most beloved albums by them. And I think the interaction between him and the band members early on led to something great and they wouldn't be who they are without him. So it's kind of like, even if he felt bad about whatever happened and maybe he hasn't been as successful as he thought or hoped, he contributed to that and he is totally fine now. So it's not like, you know, he's not working. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. That was a long ramble, but, um, <laughs> like, but can we, can we imagine Weezer without a Matt Sharp? Absolutely not. No. Without his like goofy persona. I'm like, I always thought him and Rivers were a good balance of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think like that they Rivers were really creative together. Mm-hmm. And I also think it was like the time, like things always end up how they're meant to be, right? That's what I think. Him and Rivers were meant to be together for those two albums. And it everything just kind of, Scott was meant to be now. They were young. They were immature. They were making music. And they're in, everyone's in a different place now. And I, I feel like, you know, maybe Matt and the Rentals are going to blow up now. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe it's their time. Mm-hmm. He's going to win the race or something. Maybe. <laughs> um, well... I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. I feel like we could have done more, but I hope that everyone learned a little bit more about Matt, at least his life and background and all the stuff that he's done over the last 500 years and all the different collaborations that he's done and check it out, yo. Yeah. Especially Elon Musk, because it's actually... Pretty good. Next episode, we will... I forget that. I forget. But Christina is going to be here. All right. So take a break and wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. Goodbye, West Coast. Going back.
All right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our special Matt Sharp episode. Hopefully um, my two ideas were also Carl and Lisa, but I really wanted to spend, if I'm going to do Carl, I really wanted to like have a really a long time to work on it because I think it's going to be harder to find information on Carl than, than Matt. And also I want to do a really good job. Uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about Matt, talking about Elon Musk and how he's making him sad and check out therentals.com. Thank you for listening, guys. The next episode is episode 21. It will be Endless Bummer. Christina will be here. So she'll introduce herself. Christina is one of our graphic designers, by the way. Social media, Amy. Feel free to check us out on social media. You can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at WeAreWeezer. Check us out on our website at WeAreWeezer.com. And please email us at WeAreWeezerForever at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Yes. Subscribe. And if you leave a comment, we will probably bring it up. (laughs) Yeah, we'll give you shout outs for love. Shout outs for love. Uh, For sure. Well, I I pretty much give away free shout outs for love anyway, but we'll give you extra special shout out. (laughs) We'll give you shout outs by name. something. Speaking of shout outs, can we give another shout out to the sound, the sound guy? Yes. Christopher. Christopher. Chris? Uh, Christopher. Gosh, I don't. You're awesome, Christopher. He, he did Thank the last you. one and he's going to fix the one that I messed up, hopefully. And um, <laughs> we're excited and happy. And yay. That is it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios. See you next time. Yeah.